Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to a special episode of The Plays The Thing. I'm the host of the podcast, Tim McIntosh, and I recently found something while helping clean out my parents' house. And this thing that I found is the thing that kind of introduced me as a child to William Shakespeare. And the thing that I found was also my brother and my sister's introduction to Shakespeare. So, for this episode, I've actually invited my brother and my sister and also my mom onto this episode. And I'm going to reveal to my brother and my sister the thing, the thing that introduced us to Shakespeare. So, I'm going to tell you guys, audience, now that the thing is a 1950 edition of the classic illustrated comic book of William Shakespeare's Hamlet, which my brother and my sister have not seen in at least a couple of decades. So I'm about to reveal it to them on this very special episode of The Plays the Thing. So Carissa and Scott and mom, I wanna welcome you to The Plays the Thing. Thanks for coming on to the show. Thanks for having us. Hey, thanks. Good to be here. Mom, are you happy to be here? Um, let me give a, a brief introduction to everybody. Carissa Craven, my sister, is VP of Creative Service at Westfall Gold, a major donor fundraising agency in Atlanta, Georgia. Scott McIntosh, brother, is co-owner and proprietor of Meats and Foods, an inside the Beltway restaurant about one mile from the U.S. Capitol building. And Cheryl McIntosh is... Mom, what you're like, you're a well retired queen bee, Absolutely. is what I would say. <laughs> That's the introduction to my family. Okay, so, but to recap what's going on, I have invited you, Carissa and Scott, especially, I've invited you to this podcast. I've asked you to turn on the mics and I have given you absolutely no preparation whatsoever for what we're about to do. So, I first want to say you're welcome <laughs> for that. 
but there's actually like a purpose. I, um, I have something that I want to show you guys, but I want it to be a surprise. And I've sent it to you in your email. And I think you both have the email kind of queued up. Do you not? Yeah, probably. Okay, but you have not yet <laughs> opened the untitled PDF attachment in <clears throat> the email. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Cause I just actually want to hear your response. I'm going to count down from three and with your mics on, I want you to open up the PDF. Does that sound good? <laughs> Does that sound good? <laughs> Scott's holding his cell phone out and blocking our view. Okay, here we go. Uh, in three, two, one, open the PDF. Couldn't preview file. This file is too large to preview. Uh, stop it. Are you serious? Uh, it's too so large good. to preview? Download anyway. I'm downloading yeah, it. I don't care. Click, yeah, click download anyway. You guys click download anyway. <laughs> downloading now. I'm downloading now. Logan. Oh man, I'm, the I'm, so, I'm so happy about this. I was furiously Googling best Shakespeare monologues in case you, um, in case you <laughs> put us up. <laughs> Ask us what our favorite bit was from Midsummer Night's Dream or something. Uh-huh, and you were just going to roll out with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. As if I just had it ready. Oh, there we go. You see it? I do. Krista, do you see it? Still downloading. It's still wow. downloading? I've got the cop. I've got, okay, I'm just waiting. Scott, do you remember it? Oh, absolutely. I've got this thing committed to memory. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I was kind of obsessed with classic comic books when I was when I was very little. Man, the art in these is so great. This is really good pop- podcast content, too, by the way. <laughs> do, we, do we describe the beautiful... Okay, I, what, I, what I want to do is I want to have Carissa describe like the opening cover of the PDF, which is still downloading, Carissa? Still downloading. You're kidding. What kind of connection do you have at home? Do you have like well, I'm out a here hamster on a wheel connection? Oh, well, Scott just showed me his... Oh, Scott okay. just showed me his phone, which shows the classic comic books cover of Hamlet with sweet, doomed Ophelia in all of her, like, mid-70s glory on the front cover. In... Hamlet is on the cover, Tim. That's right, right? Hamlet's on the cover, but front and center <laughs> like, is Ophelia. Like front and center. <laughs> it's not, it's such a strange cover that this beautiful, I mean, the blonde makes sense because presumably Ophelia is Danish. That makes some sense. But why is she so up front and Hamlet, moody, moody Hamlet, <laughs> is kind of lurking behind her shoulder in the background. Well, and there's he's no big, no bigger than the other two characters <laughs> over her other shoulder, her who dad are, and the king. Okay, that's, that was my thing. I'm like, who are, the, who are the guys that are staring through the curtains who are, I guess everybody's looking in at Ophelia in her bedroom. Is that sort of this is a weird scene? Like, why she looks is like the... Marsha Brady? She does yeah. look like Marsha Brady. She does look like Marsha Brady. Okay, here's what I want you guys to do. Actually, Chris, I'd like for you to start. I just want you to tell me, and this is like putting you on the spot, but I want you to tell me your classic comic book outline of Hamlet, like what do you remember about <laughs> Hamlet based on classic comic books? And can you remember anything? Does Ophelia drown in this one? Yes. 
okay, I remember a frame of Ophelia face up in the water, looking like <laughs> sort of angelic, but also clearly like on the way out of this world. Mm-hmm. I found that very mysterious as a young person. Yes. Yeah. Scott, um, any other I, plot points? I only remember the ghost artwork because there's some, oh, the there's some ghosts, artwork. there's some really yes. good, yeah, there's some really good ghost stuff. Um, I will tell you, I took Shakespeare course in college and was wholly unprepared for Hamlet. I thought I had Hamlet locked down. And, because you had classic comic book memory? Yeah, and I didn't have Hamlet locked down. I performed very poorly. I, I think I actually didn't even read along with the first act with the class because I was like, I don't even need to. I got then this. I got it. And then I showed up and they were like, Polonius. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let's, let's start Turn over. Out. Start over. Who? Leertes? Yeah. Oh, it's not pronounced Leertes. The of a classic comic book in third grade should be enough to serve me in this situation. <laughs> you have a good I'm idea. I'm mystified my, that it's not. My scholastic approach. You have a good idea of me at 19. Yeah. Not a problem. I got it. Um, any other plot points that we remember from the classic comic book? Let's back up. Um, I want to describe, because most people probably do not have the intimate knowledge of classic comic books illustrated (laughs) that we do. Mm -hmm. We had probably, I don't know, mom, what do you think? A dozen of the, of classic comic books. And it's not comic. That's not the right. It's not cartoon artwork. It's serious line drawings. I think of the art as being pretty high caliber. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's much Um, closer to what it would be a graphic novel now. A, yes, exactly. That's a great way to describe it. Um, I don't remember much about Hamlet because I'll be honest, I did not like Hamlet as a comic book because I was kind of, every time I opened it up, I was like, okay, I've read <laughs> Moby Dick 15 times. I've read, <laughs> you know, like the action packed comic book too many times. I, I'm going to read Hamlet. And the whole thing for me was, how quickly can I get through to the fencing scene at the end? Oh, that's yeah. where the action that's is. Really smart. Awesome. And I mm-hmm. want to get to the fencing scene. And they, in classic comic books, to their credit, they tease out the, t- the fencing scene. I mean, I think it lasts like longer in the comic book than it does in the actual play. So I didn't love you know, there's like all these long blocks of text, which are these like now monologues that I love. But back then you're like, I don't want to read to be or not to be this black block text of to be or not to be. It's boring. To be or not to be is fencing. fully a third of a whole page is yeah, just text. Entire page. Like I know. what child is going to see that whole block of text and be like, all right, let's, let's dive into this weird language. I'm going to settle in with this. And they don't, they don't, um, they don't change the, the, the dialogue is Shakespearean. It's not like, it's not, Hey, Hamlet, what's up? I don't know. Thinking about killing myself. It's very, it's very like, I guess it's Elizabethan or whatever. Yeah. It's it's hard to read as a child. I I skimmed through all of it. Even now I look at it. I'm just, how are you supposed to read A little bit. It's just a little too much. It's so much. I know it's so much. Okay, mom, where did you find the classic comic books? Cause we had like 20 of them. And I mean, they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Do you remember the background of where you got these things? 
Yes, I do. Tell me. There was a bookstore in downtown Atlanta called Oxford Books, mm-hmm. which had was just the best bookstore because they had the best used books and other books. So I think we were down there. Dad and I were down there one night and he saw these things and it's like, oh my goodness. Oh, I read those as a child. Oh, look at those. So, you know, started grabbing them and buying some and brought so, them So home. dad used to, dad in his youth, presumably would read classics, classic comic books. He'd seen them. Yeah. And he was all fired up when he saw them again. Yeah. It was like they were made in 1950. So they were common in his, in his age. I had no idea. I, I do know. So I remember, I want to ask you guys, I remember that thing as a child that was um, so ever present that now I wish that I had it, but I hated it then, which was boredom. Like I used to get <laughs> bored. And when I would get bored, I remember going, I think it was to dad's study and there'd be a stack of the comic books. Mm-hmm. And that's when I would kind of go rifling through and see which one of the classic comic books I wanted to read in the backyard or read in the, you know, like on the couch or something like that. Is that where, Chris, is that where you remember retrieving classic comic books from dad's study? I don't remember where they were. I do remember that our parents did a really good job just leaving accessible literature laying around. They did Mm -hmm. a great job of kind of like populating you know, the area with enriching material. Scott, do you remember where you would find them? Yeah. yeah, I remember the shelf they were on even, and they were, they were stacked up. It was a, it was a low shelf. There was, you're right. There was about 10 of them. And I would, I would do the same as you. You're instantly drawn to Moby Dick because it's much cooler than everything else. Yes. There's some good art in Hamlet, but again, like it's, it's, they don't really cut it down for the children. It's pretty they intense. They don't cut it down man. for the children. Like they're, they're going through, I'm skimming this as we do it. And they're going through like the play within a play. And they're talking about doing it in pantomime. And I'm like, what 10 year old even understands what that concept is? Like, I'm going to be honest. That's tough for me as a 47 yes. year old person. Yeah. Wait, Chris, say that again. It's a what? It's tough for me as a 47 year old person, you know, with, with some of these Shakespeare dramas, it's like, wait, what, what's happening? And then there's like a, a double identity and someone's in disguise or there there's these like layers within layers that are very, you gotta be like working at full tilt to catch it as an adult with a fully fledged adult <laughs> intellect. For sure. But there are like, who? things like cliff notes. Yeah. There are things like cliff so notes. Just know what the story is. Cliff notes actually will explain it to you though. This uh, classic comic book, it's just like, Hey, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are here. And I'm like, what? Who are they? What is Why are they named Rosencrantz yes. and Guildenstern? How do I even how do I even write that? I'm gonna go find a paperback in Dad's in Dad's bookshelf. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Was, okay, before we before we go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. I remember very vividly trying to follow along with the plot of Hamlet. And honestly, coming back to this now, the plot of Hamlet is really complicated. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. Cause like you forget about who like Horatio is, is a main character and he kind of disappears for a lot of the play. Am I right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And okay. Do you remember anything in the classic comic books about Fortinbras? Excuse me? Right. No, Fortinbras, like head of the invading army. Totally. 
And it's like kind of a major plot point because the Fortinbras is the last guy on the stage in a way. After Hamlet dies, mm. it's Fortinbras, bro. The the comic book does give a lot of time to Polonius. I will give it. I will give it that. Polonius gets a lot of stage time in the in the in the comic book. Do you have a childhood memory about Polonius? Like, what is this guy <laughs> like? Do you have any sort of notion of who Polonius is? Childhood, no. I do remember, and I don't even know if this is a hot take. I do remember in college realizing that Polonius was the tenet to thine own self be true guy and kind of being like, like, I, I know that guy. Yeah. But then also realizing that Polonius is kind of a dope and should I actually believe anything he says so at that point you're like to that known self be true is that even worth is that even good advice that seems like terrible advice absolutely it's like i think that's one of the kind of fun riddles of the play is mm-hmm. he is he, he's a clown he's he's a complete goon but that advice that he gives to his son laertes like if you read it you're like wow this is actually really good advice what am i supposed to do with this yeah right you know <clears throat> Unless it's it's really terrible advice because maybe your your own self is actually a horrible person and you should not. Right, maybe so. Um, Carissa, of all the classic comic books that we had that mom and dad kind of left littered around the house, (laughs) did you have a favorite? Oh, I did like looking at Romeo and Juliet because there was a picture of people kissing in it. What? Yeah, during the initial meeting scene where they're at the party and they encounter each other, you know, like there's a little small frame with a kiss. What lips do his hands do? Really? Wow, this is scandalous. Wait, do do you think when classic comic books was kind of like in its prime, were they shy about that sort of thing? I, I don't. Oh, I don't know. It was pretty balanced. Okay. I didn't see that in Black Beauty, though, which was my other favorite <laughs> of the classic comic books. Anything with a horse figure as the hero of the story, I was fully on board with that. You love that. Absolutely. Yes. Scott, favorite classic comic books aside from Moby Dick? That's a, that's a tough one. There's some, we had the War of the Worlds one, right? Uh, I think we did. I, I like that one because of the art. And it was it was like a little bit scary. Um, a lot of the classic comic books are not. Let's just say that people wouldn't be giving them to their children now. Does that make sense? No. Why? Why not? There's some there's some problematic like imagery in, in some of them. Like there's a lot of Uncle like, Tom's uh, Cabin. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. A yeah, lot yeah. of like Native Native American stuff is pretty like. A lot of noble yeah. savage type yeah type right. Dodgy, right um but i do remember i mean honestly i remember being annoyed by classic comic books because i wanted them to be more like regular comic books mm-hmm. yeah. so we, <laughs> we, we had some keep trying to edify me yeah and it's just it's like why what are all these words for like what let's get the point across we can we can do this with all these all these paragraphs but the art was so great that you always go back to them. Totally. Okay, so mom, you also had kind of mixed into the classic comic books oeuvre um, a series of Archie comic books. Do you remember the Archie comic books? Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's just because they were available. Yeah, right, right, right. See, I remember 
the the Archie comic books were supposed to be so much more kind of like approachable and relevant, contemporary, but the art wasn't as good. The art just wasn't as good as classic comic books. I mean, the art was great. Yeah, that was great. Archie was cartoonish and classic comic books just had this kind of regality. Is regality a word? It was regal. Yeah. We also had a great many uh, Spire Christian comics. I think that's about Spire. I think that's what Tim is talking about. You're talking about the Al Hartley. Al Hartley that did Archie did Christian themed comic books. And... Hansi, the girl who loved the swastika. I remember that one. I rem- Just remember about that one? every frame of that one. Yeah, that was an Al Hartley classic. And what's the story behind that one, Chris? Do you remember it? Well, let's see what Wikipedia has to say about <laughs> it's this. Han- what, is, what was Hans- her name? Hansi, the girl who loved the swastika. I think she kind of like she falls in love with a young SS officer. Yes, she's indoctrinated by the Hitler yeah. youth after the Nazi invasion of Czechoslovakia. Then she uh, becomes to she comes to realize that uh, Nazi ideology is not for her, and she recognizes it as brainwashing and terrible. She rejects it. And then she uh, immigrates to the United States with a handsome GI. Oh, you're kidding. I don't remember founds all that. a Christian ministry. Oh, yeah. No it's, kidding. It's the sound of music yes, if right. it were a sliding doors <laughs> situation where like if she actually <laughs> didn't go with her family when the Nazis came, but instead went with, what was his stupid name? What was, yeah, I don't, he was I don't the 17 year old. Rudy. 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 I always think Friedrich, but Friedrich is the brother. Um, Mom, I I mean, this kind of is leading me to a question to mom. Um, Mom, when you think about Hansi, the girl who loved the swastika, how concerned were you that (laughs) one of your children were going to become part of like the Hitler youth? (laughs) I did not even read the comic book. I let them Mm. have it without you and censoring it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Mm. So brave. Very range parenting. So brave. brave. <laughs> but there was, there were some others. There was like um, Corey Ten Boom. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was there a Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I don't know. If no, were. I don't think there was. I wish there, there was, was. Wasn't there a Chuck Colson one? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Born Again was made into a comic book. Yep. There were. I remember I, not liking that one. <laughs> I hated the. I hated the Chuck Colson one. You I liked oh, Crossing really? the Switchblade. Crossing the Switchblade was really good. Crossing the Switchblade. That one was is based on a Thank novel. You, there's, there's a few that are based on like full novels. There's a In the Presence of Mine Enemy. Yeah. Do you remember this novel? No. It's a novel of a of a POW in Vietnam. So all right, I'm going to show this to you, but I'll describe it. It's comic books are so wild. The stuff that they will give you. So. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know if you probably I can't see this. I don't remember this at all, Scott. We're looking you, at it. Okay, you probably can't see it. the artwork. So it's an American POW um, who is like badly beaten. And there's a lot of uh, Vietnamese guards around him. And one of them says, you will write a confession or you will die. What is your choice? <laughs> and then the American's holding a sheet of paper that says death. That's no. the cover. Wow, That's that the cover of the comic metal. book. Yes, the cover. And then there's a guy behind him. Would you say that your um, kind of peacenik stance (laughs) was developed by Spire Comics? I was radicalized by Al Hartley. (laughs) (laughs) 
guys know that Al Hartley's son was the pastor of a local church here in Atlanta, in Lilburn. Oh, I had no in Lilburn. Oh, I had no idea. Hyper local. It's sad that you didn't you guys, follow his dad's footsteps. Um, I, I will tell you guys that my favorite um, of all the comic books that we had, even more than Moby Dick, I'm dead serious about this, was the Picture Bible. Oh, that oh, we yeah. had like a red leather covered, pleather covered picture Bible. And I studied that thing like it was Torah. I, I mean, and to this day, to this day, I will be trying to think of like a story from the Old Testament, you know, like the Benjamites at the end of the book of Judges. And I'll be like, how did the picture Bible represent <laughs> yes, the Benjamites? Totally. I swear, I'll still do I that. It made that such thing. an impression on me. Oh, I love the illustration of Solomon and his temple. Yeah. Yes, like with the huge cedars of, of Lebanon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like the, um, temple. The man, what's the one that I'm trying to think of? The, um, it's a comic book or a it, book? It, book? It, is it Bathsheba? No, no. It's oh. the, from the same picture Bible. The the David and Bathsheba. The Rahab. Yeah, David. No, but this, I'm mixing. I'm conflating stories here. Who had the the velvet curtain that came down in Jericho? Yeah, Rahab. She Rahab. drops the velvet rope over the wall of Jericho, right? That one was a very cool illustration. I like that, that one. That was a great illustration. Yeah. And there was there was a big chunk right in the middle that was like 50 pages of these incredible illustrations. And so you could just skip the Bible and get right to the illustration. I think, honestly, it was the Exodus was awesome. The Exodus part of the picture yeah. Bible. Yeah, Exodus like stuff was really cool. Judges was just like red hot. There was so yeah. much action happening, you know? Calm yeah, down yeah, yeah. a little bit. What's that? It calms down a little bit after uh, It does calm down judges. a little bit. Yeah, after Samson. Kind of yeah, after yeah. Samson, it's like, yeah. man, the after sequel to Samson down. is a little bit He's lackluster. a little dry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys, I... I just wanted to bring you on because I just wanted to talk about what I wanted to talk about was memory lane. And we just yeah, wanted to do a great job. Lane. Yeah. Do you guys oh, have any offense oh, is rank. It smells to heaven. It had the primal eldest curse upon it. A brother's murder. It's amazing that I wasn't super into this when I was nine years old. <laughs> That's from I I That's thought you had them. prepared a little dialogue and you were going to give us as, as we were exiting. It's art. It's beautiful. That's from Claudius's like, speech after the play within the play. After Isn't that right? Yeah. Leaves, the king we get it, guy. Stricken. We get it, guy. We get it, guy. We get it. You feel you're bad. You're an expert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking to me. Oh, I was making fun of you. Not, oh, that was from, Claudius. oh, yes, that's, I think if I'm not mistaken, that's from Claudius's speech after the play. I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to rip it Let me do here. it by heart. Here we go. Three, <laughs> two, and. Uh, one thing before we go. The, I think the art for the to be or not to be scene is so wonderful because Hamlet looks so, he's so emoed out and he's sitting in this throne and he's like got like dark shadows crossing his body. And I remember thinking, I think he's thinking about killing himself. I remember thinking that like as a young person kind of figuring that out. And what do you know? I was right. He was thinking about killing himself. 
I don't want to blow up your spot, but it also does have a caption in the top left corner where it says Hamlet considers suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so you might have read you might have read it. So I'm, not as, I'm not a, as great of a close reader as I thought I was as a boy. Kind of you might have read black and white. You're um, what's the opposite of close reading? Uh, face read. You read it. You took it at its face. Yeah. And I think you should be proud. That I did a good face reading. <laughs> you did a good face reading. <laughs> I am pretty proud of that. Did you guys do any prepping? Did you just remember all this stuff anyway? I've just been, uh, I made some pickled jalapenos and I smoked some ham. Um, so in that sense, I did. In do preparation. Some, in preparation for this for podcast. This. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Chris, did, did you pickle any? I did. Yeah. yeah. Anything in preparation for this podcast? I did. I boiled some eggs. Well done. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys, I just, I think this is just an excuse to see your faces and to try to make each other laugh, which is like, I don't know, one of the major joys in my life. I just wanted to record it for everybody. Whenever you want to do a scene, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. We'll bring you, okay. Yeah, we're at your service. Okay. We'll bring yeah. you back on. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Um, that is our, I don't know, we're going to call that like a teaser episode for the upcoming Hamlet podcasts. Uh, the Hamlet podcast will include myself, Heidi White, and Andrew Kern. So look for those in your podcast feed. As always, you're welcome to ask questions to me, to Cheryl McIntosh, Carissa McIntosh, or Scott McIntosh about their commentary on the Close Reads Facebook page. Um, if you're not a member there, become a member today. And... Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you happy reading. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.